Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. Today, we're going to be talking about one of those dreaded R words, responsibility. I know, I know. I promise we're going to get to some good stuff. But first, I want to let you guys know the waitlist to Content Lab is open. You can go ahead and join the waitlist at brittanygardner.com forward slash waitlist. Very clever, I know. When you do that, you will have access to my guide on the three kinds of content you do want to have to market your online service-based business, and I'll be adding you to the waitlist, which means that you get first dibs at one of the founding member rates when we do launch this to the public in a few weeks. With that said, I wanted to share with you a review that Diane Winger left this show recently. She said, So many online business owners struggle with marketing, trying to figure out how to master the know, like, and trust factor. They should listen to this podcast, one of the best in demonstrating the process and delivering actionable advice. Great guests, too. Thank you, Diane, so much. I couldn't say I appreciate this more. It's exactly what I am trying to do, help people build their know, like, and trust factor. And I really appreciate that you're enjoying the guests. I do spend a lot of time vetting them. And I want to make sure every time we have a guest on this episode that the guests are delivering at least three tangible things for our audience. No more fluff, no more stories only. I want you guys to walk away with something. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing as we dive into today's solo show, not guest show. It's all about how it is your responsibility to get your message out. I have had this particular topic sitting on my social media calendar for at least six months, and I occasionally add a few notes here and there, I occasionally outline it a little bit more in depth, and now is the finally the time to get it out there. Because if you believe that you have a message worth listening to, then you have a responsibility to get that message out into the world. I could probably end the episode right here, but I'm going to elaborate a little bit because this message is the core of what I believe. There's a difference between a career and a calling. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're almost for sure doing your work due to that calling. So if you believe that strongly in what you do, it's probably because you value it for your own life. And having received that value, you know it's going to help others too. Now, I'm not diving into politics here at all, so hear me out for a short minute. At the time of recording this message, I don't know the election results. And if you're in the U.S., like me, things are a little funky right now. And whatever your political beliefs are, if you're listening to the show, I'm 99% sure that you're not a crappy person, meaning you know caring about other people is not only important, but vital to the human experience. In the episode I did about memes, I think it was episode 99 here, I referenced one of my most favorite social media posts ever. It was posted on May 28, 2020 of this year, and it's a quote by Lauren Morrill saying, I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. I stand by that, and I know that each of you listening right now feels the same way. And if that's the case, it leads to responsibility. Yep, we're back to the R word. Your calling is responsibility. If you believe you have a message worth listening to, you have a responsibility to get that message out into the world. Here's how this works forwards, and I'll get to the backwards part in just a little bit. But basically, one, you're passionate about something, anything, 
Two, you start a business around it to help others. Maybe it's to, you know, fix a problem they're having. Maybe it's to attain a desire that they can't attain on their own. Or maybe it's to figure out their own passion. Whatever it is, you're helping them. Three, maybe you start with a handful of clients because, you know, word of mouth is awesome, friends, etc. And then you burn through those easy leads. Or maybe you don't have those to begin with and you just start with crickets. But either way, four, you're going to enter the what now phase. And this... This is where you decide if you're really going to do business or just have a hobby that happens to make money sometimes. And I don't mean this in like the tax man sense of hobby versus business. I mean that if you are going to do business, you need to make money and pay yourself and earn a living or the business will fizzle at some point. Now, if you're a good human and you know that whatever it is you do helps people, It's your responsibility to get your message out there. And that means planning that message. It means strategically applying content to build awareness. Sometimes on here, you'll hear me call that brand awareness or a visibility plan. Because when you get your message out there into the world, they, your best client, the great wide they, see you. When you're strategic with persuasive content, they start thinking differently about their problem and see you as an opportunity to help them fix that problem. They hire you. You actually help them. And then they turn around and they can help other people because whatever it is that was stopping them isn't anymore. And whether they're helping other people in just personal ways or in business ways of their own isn't the point. The point is that when they achieve their desire or they get rid of the problem that they have, they are able to then focus on other things in a positive way. This is the ripple effect in action. When you have passion, when you embrace your calling, you're going to find something curious that happens. At first, you're really excited, but you kind of feel like you're putting on an act. This can actually turn into imposter syndrome if you don't check it. If you've ever heard of the competence scale, you know that at first you're unconsciously incompetent. You don't know what you don't know. Then you're consciously incompetent. You know what you don't know. And you're probably crazy nervous about it. This is where you feel like you're putting on an act, but living and breathing your brand shouldn't be an act. I often think here, whenever I talk about this particular subject, I think about Heath Ledger and his death and and how he spent so much time researching his character that he couldn't separate himself as a person from the character that he played. Now, as I put the content for this episode together, I looked up a few things because I didn't want to get my facts wrong here. One of those articles I looked up quoted... Heath Ledger is one of the most successful method actors of all time. And then it went on to say that he was so successful, he couldn't leave method acting behind and essentially became his character. And rumor has it that he died as a result. Putting on such an act as a service-based online business owner sounds like a far stretch, but it isn't. Feeling like you have to put on an act to succeed is incredibly damaging. But as online business owners, we don't need to take on a character, to become a personal brand because we are the personal brand. The personal brand is us as we are. The key to moving beyond conscious incompetence and into conscious competence where you do know what you know is shaping how you present yourself, shaping your character to the world, shaping your reputation. That's all branding is. If method acting is dropping fully into a character then think of putting an authentic visibility strategy together as method branding. You're simply taking a methodical approach to how you're messaging. You can 
have authentic automated marketing when you take this strategic approach. And to complete our competence journey, once you've laid out your content strategy and you're applying it, you're going to hit that unconscious competence level. That is, you know things so well that you don't even realize you know them anymore and you just do them and it's basically second nature. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat things here. Putting together an authentic visibility plan to apply a content strategy that actually builds brand awareness for you instead of just posting for the sake of posting, that isn't easy work. It's simple, but it's not easy. It takes effort. Because you guys, anything worthwhile is usually hard and we can do hard things. I think I've told you this story on the show before. John Maxwell has said, when you do things for the right reason, it gives you inner strength when things go wrong. And that's kind of the whole point of this episode right here, right? The difference between a career and a calling. When you have that calling, when you're doing things for the right reason, even when things get tough, you've got the inner strength to keep going. Being an entrepreneur is really just a series of doing hard things again and again, failing at most of them, and then, you know, eventually something starts to hit. Here's the deal. I think deep down, we all know we've got the gut feeling. Maybe we trust it or maybe we don't, but it's there. And when people quit their businesses, we hear a lot of different excuses, but only that person is going to know the real truth. Did they really do everything they could have? Did they really do all the hard things? Or did they coast and hope it would work out in some areas, if not all? And I'm not being mean here, you guys. I'm being realistic. I am being the kick in the butt you want if you really do want things to work, but you know that you're in a rut and struggling to get out. Did you really put your lead magnet in front of the right people? Did you really put the time in to write an engaging email nurture campaign? Did you really follow up with potential clients? Did you really do the research into your target market, not only their needs, but their wants? Did you really spend all of your time on Instagram efficiently, or did you just scroll and call it work? Did you really put out content on your favorite platform that helped your audience shift their beliefs? Or did you put out lots of how-tos and facts and then wonder why it didn't convert into more clients? Did you really time block to get your business priorities in order? All right, to be fair, I can't answer yes to a lot of these questions. Most of us can't, and that is the whole point. As entrepreneurs, we have all the freedom in the world, but that doesn't mean we're using it to become successful. Doing hard things is hard, and the reality is that most are going to shy away from that regularly. Being an entrepreneur by itself already means that you've overcome some of that because you've already chosen a path full of resistance. Now, your life is already past being the weak yellow resistance band and well on the way to the medium red band. Maybe sometimes it even feels like the gray band that I'm currently cursing my thighs with. But I think even if you're there, you're still looking for the easy button. You're looking for the best part of having a boss you know, someone to tell you what to do when you're not sure what to do, without the annoying part, the accountability. Sometimes when we've left the corporate world, if you're one of those that started off in the corporate world, you realize having a boss meant you got things done because you were accountable to doing them. And then you become an entrepreneur. And even though you know what you're doing, it's not getting done. Doing hard things all the time and failing at most of them is never going to feel easy because growing doesn't feel like that. When you really, really, truly put yourself out there, it can feel a bit wide open and terrifying and just all the things when everyone is seeing you so deeply, especially at first. 
My personal story with embracing this particular kind of vulnerability is long, but here's a small part that I think applies to today's topic. If you're a longtime listener, you know I'm an eight on the Enneagram, and one of our weaknesses as eights is feeling like we're quote unquote too much. Now, I spent years of my life feeling like the odd girl out. So as an aside real quick here, if you hated middle school or high school or any other typical rite of passage times, you're not alone. We are told our whole lives to be ourselves and then at the same time pressured to fit in and be the same as everyone else. It is no wonder we become entrepreneurs and then fight against standing out. But if you're an eight, those feelings are like multiplied in a crazy way. I hated high school. I felt like nobody thought as much as me. Nobody felt as much as me. Nobody demanded as much as me. I was just too much. Even as an adult, I sometimes question things and wonder, have I pushed too far? Am I questioning too much? Well, guess what? I'm not only the challenger on the Enneagram, I'm the strategist on Myers-Briggs and INTJ. And if you've taken the Fascinate test, I pull high in on the prestige archetype. Of course, I felt like I was too much for the majority of people around me. INTJs are the rarest personality type and even rarer for a woman. But it turns out that those INTJ characteristics of being highly analytical, creative, and logical are perfect for forming brands and developing content strategy for the ever-moving and, of course, many-faceted world of the online service business. Being the most strategic, most thoughtful, and smartest girl in the room in high school was a lonely place when everyone else values fitting in, right? But knowing how to be visible based on your strengths... That is very in demand in today's online business world. It was never, I am too much. And actually, in today's noisy and, well, distracting online world, there's one mantra we can all use as we embrace our vulnerable sides in order to get real, get authentic, and really show up. I am not too much. They are too little. Say it with me for a sec. I am not too much. They are too little. If you putting your work out there bothers other people, that is not about you. It's about them. For sales and marketing to really make sense, you need to make an emotional connection with your clients. But that emotional connection forces you into vulnerability for putting something of yourself out there. That's where your responsibility needs to overtake those feelings of vulnerability. Because we already talked about how this works forwards. This is how it doesn't work if it's backwards, if you don't take on this responsibility. One, you have a service that will help people, but they can't find you. Two, maybe they never even try to better themselves and they just end up bitter about it. Maybe they do try with someone else who isn't as good as you and then they give up thinking that there's something inherently wrong with them because things didn't work out so well. Three, they won't go on to be better people and they won't help others. Four, we all end up being selfish people only willing to think about our own needs. All right, it's not always so apocalyptic all the time, of course, but it might be. This is where you get to declare. The ripple effect starts with me. This is where you can start a movement. Getting noticed in this busy world, it's going to take effort, but it takes a lot less effort when you're willing to truly be seen, and that requires you to show up. So if this message sparked anything in you, if you heard all of this and you're like, I do need to take on this responsibility and I do need to plan a message. I do need to put out a strategy for being seen. I cannot urge you enough. Go join the Content Lab waitlist. It's at brittanygardner.com forward slash waitlist. 
And not only will you get my guide on the three kinds of content to focus on right now, you'll get first dibs at being a founding member. That's going to be a $100 savings. And in addition to that, I'm going to be sending out some special emails just to people on the wait list telling you more about what Content Lab can do for you, one, but also what you can start doing in your content right now this month as we lead into the holiday season so you can get a leg up on all the people who are not putting effort into their visibility plans. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next week.